0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Arthur Hosey Jr. of the class of 2003. And we have three topics for you all. We know that we ain't been on here in a long time, but school year. That's all y'all need to know, okay? So the first topic is going to be about camp starting. The second topic is going to be about the schedule release and how we got ripped off because we ended up with Georgia and that we started the first game against LSU in Death Valley. But it probably won't be no fans, so that works in our favor. Uh, and should the season even be played with this whole COVID-19 situation going on? Should we have done like the Big Ten in the Pac-12? I don't know. I have no idea. Did you know that the Big Ten doesn't have 10 teams? Ah. Okay. So I'm going to start off by uh, introducing my co-hosts or the panelists. I'm David Ruffin, Data Temptations. No, that's not actually true, okay? All right. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with the senior member of the podcast who was looking slimmer by the day pretty soon he going be we can just call him Slim, okay? No more <laughs> of that, no more of that big Derrick stuff or, you know nothing like that. All right. So, Derek Thomas, what happening?
1: Man, it's great to be back on talking Mississippi State Bulldog Sports. And uh, I just miss talking about sports in general. Just glad to be back on here and we're to get this show on the road, baby. Football is coming.
0: Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. So, now, close personal friend, going back to um 2003, you feel me, I noticed his little – um uh the the reference where you say, are we going to expose LSU defense. I, I think I've told the story behind it, but we'll get around to it a little bit later. <laughs> Jeremiah, Jeremiah Short, what you got yeah. going
2: on, man? Man, I'm just, this lit, man, that we actually potentially going to have a season. I know we're going to get into that pet- – potential topic at the end of the of the show as far as if it's good for us to be playing the season. But I'm glad that we are right now we got the NBA, you know the Lakers lost last night, so everybody's talking about that. So seems like we're having some sense of normalcy in this kind of interesting times that we are in. Man, it's not normal because I can't eat a cheeseburger, man.
0: You'll be all right. Eat a you look slimmer already. I mean you still kind of look like a yeah. a little bit, but you know. Um you slim Yeah, I'm down, down by down
1: by 60 pounds, man.
0: Seriously. And you got your yeah, and you got your bone your shirt on and stuff like that. When I yeah. went Thanks and show. When, I went, somebody when, when <laughs> I went and seen him in um when I went and seen him in Baton Rouge, okay, um, he gave me this protein water crap that tasted like melted yogurt. It was Which an- flavor did I give you? I don't know. Was it, was it watermelon? Was- I think so. Because uh <laughs> My lady friend, who just recently unblocked me on Facebook, uh-huh. he said that it actually tasted pretty good.
2: <laughs>
1: we yeah, all good all there. Like
0: you gotta drink it cold though, man. If you drink it hot, if you drink it room temperature, it's not gonna be good. You have to drink it cold. It was terrible, yeah. man. I need I need to go back down there, man, because uh, like I say, that undoing from Jacobs is, uh, is on point, okay? So um, yeah, like I say, wait, let me get Siri off of here. I'm so used to now seeing myself in this spot when I'm teaching, because I'm one of those teachers who got a health waiver so that I don't have to go into the school so that they can give me COVID-19. I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So I had my doctor write an excuse saying that I ain't going because I'm fat. Therefore, I'm more prone to get uh, coronavirus. So if I get coronavirus, I'm more likely to die. So uh, was that the actual reason, like you being obese or something? Yeah, actually, yeah. Bro, you telling on yourself, man. Folks gonna see this. They can look at them. Life. That's not
2: telling on themselves. <laughs> they looking at them.
0: I mean, that's why so, I call so, myself so, the. That's why I call myself the Fat Kelly Price. Mm. Uh, so, Murrah,
1: so JPS is in school. Ain't nobody, ain't
0: be, oh. be telling me for why I work. What's wrong with you, bro? You don't wear a shirt, you don't, on so, so you don't know, work right? at
2: bro. So you don't nah. work, at womp, womp,
0: womp. <laughs> nah, I work at nah fam, I work at Jim Hill. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> on, on Nation. All right, so um, so yeah, all right, let's get into the actual show itself. So yeah. campus sergeant. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about was uh they put out the roster. Did anything stand out? I'm gonna go ahead and get us some right here. Look at Ricardo talking about he coming. I swear to God, I'm locking the Don't thing right him now. Him let him in. Let him. I swear to God, in. I swear to God that I'm locking the um. <laughs> I'm locking this. I
2: think I think this is just a teacher expectation thing. Maybe what he you can still, understand that he's on time.
1: Still have to let Man, him in, even if he requests in. So Jeremiah asked him before the show, "Was he going to be on time?" And he said he was going to
2: be on time. Man, so it wasn't. Time, All right, you, baby.
0: All right, so where we okay? Jeremiah, roster release, anything stand after you? Because I you, ain't going to lie to you. I ain't even looked at the roster.
2: Uh, I mean, some, it's been at the camp. The main thing sometimes you want to see is a depth chart once, once that does kind of formalize, but we probably won't get that for a while. Probably not until like the first game or anything. You'll probably see people start, but I don't even know if they have – they're actually going to have reporters in attendance, and I'm pretty sure Leach ain't going to tell us anything when it comes to that. So we probably won't know an actual depth chart until the week Ooh. of the first game. But what did stick out to me, and assuming the weights are correct, they normally are, I guess, is – this isn't a high school roster. Um, I was 6'1", 190 in high school. and I know that was So Charles Cross was 6'5", and 290. I, I like that. Yeah, he's like he a good way. That, that stuck out to me that he was 6'5", 290. And this is the guy we expected to at least carry our offensive line at least for the next two – at least the next two years. I mean, he's an elite offensive line prospect. So we know he'll at least carry our offensive line for the next two, maybe three years. So I think that's very encouraging that a guy like that is, you know, 290 isn't heavy, but with his quickness and what the coaches are saying is functional strength, that's a good sign that he's already at 290 as a freshman, so by the time he's a sophomore, he'll probably be about 300, so that's very encouraging.
0: Good. Same thing to you, Derek. Uh, how do you feel about the roster? Anything stick out to you?
1: Well, I'm one of those fan fans that was checking every week to see when the roster will going to get put out. So I could see who was added, what walk-ons we had, you know, what other Juco transfers we added to the roster. That's that's just what I do every year because, you know, it's you want to see who you got on your squad that could potentially help you, not just your known players, but young men who um, have played football and wanted to play for Mississippi State since they were kids. And uh, it was just good to finally have this roster out so we can see how many quarterbacks we got. You know what I'm saying? Because we got a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of safeties. Since we are switching to this three-three-five defense, I'm just glad to have the roster out. I'm excited.
0: All right, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, is there anything roster-wise or whatnot that y'all are trying to see? You know what? What do y'all want to see? All right. So I'm gonna start with Derek with this one, since Jeremiah saw the other one. We gonna be democratic. Well.
1: Of course, I want to see how we're going to, how we're going to, uh, the wide receiver uh, rotation. Because when we switch into this offense, we're going to need uh, some wide receivers to step up because we have not had wide receivers step up in a while. So I want to see that. I also want to see the depth behind Kylin Hill. But first and foremost, the offensive line. Jeremiah brought up Charles Cross. You need to have at least 10 deep offensive lines. Into, to make it through an ACC season and have your offense running like, like it should run. But, of course, we didn't have a spring practice, so now uh, we're ready to get the ball rolling. I, I want to see how the offensive line is going to shape up because we're going from a power attack to a straight passing attack. I want to just see how those offensive linemen can pass, protect, and protect K.J. Costello. All
0: right, so – um. Jeremiah, same thing with you. What, what is it that you're looking for out of this rock roster, out of this team? I keep having to resist the urge to say rooster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, one thing I kind of want to see is kind of like what uh, Jaquavius Marks is the real deal. You're hearing through offseason workouts and things that they're saying this guy came in early and he may be the number two back. I know Collins are one, so he's going to get a majority of the reps. But just looking at even some of the videos that Matt – one of the videos that Matt White put out, Leach um, likes using two running backs or has used two running backs. So, I would like to see how he's incorporated. while it's in the passing game. They're talking about him being a returner. So, I'm intrigued to see what he does. Of course, we have Lee Weatherspoon or Witherspoon and what's the other guy? Dylan Johnson. Dylan Johnson seems like he'll probably be a likely red shirt. But, you know, I'm interested to see, you know, what he does and how much he – how many reps he does get once we get to the real game. And really, that development of receiver position, you know, just the Matt White interview was very enlightening, but he was saying our receivers might be better than advertised. Of course, a guy like Javante Payton is a person I'm really a kid, I'm really seeing he's gonna be wearing number zero. I wanna see what he does. He's one of the guys I think is gonna be a breakout player, especially in this scheme. Um, With those crossing routes and some of those things, mesh point plays that each does, I, I would really like to see what he does. I mean, still. Remains to be seen what all the receivers will do. But in a system like this, guys are just bound to flourish. You have uh, Shavers, Tyrell Shavers. Um, You have Osiris. I can see him having a big year. I think he fits the scheme well as that big receiver. We incorporate our tight ends that we have, like a Dante Jones. He seems to be a good fit for what Leach wants to do. I'm intrigued to see what happens with that. Then at the same time just the development of that D-line position. Last year, they were kind of a sore spot. Didn't really do much. Very young, unproven. So this year I want to see with naked Nathan Nathan Pickering having another year to kind of develop. He kind of show, start showing some flashes toward the end of last season. I'm intrigued to see what he does, you know, this season. Is he that linchpin? And Marquis Spencer, will he take that leap? He hasn't done it. I want to see him yeah. take that leap. And then at the same time, you have Kobe Jones, some steady guys. Um, A guy like Jack Harris, you know, it seems like that's a little bit of talk about him. So, you want to see what those, that guy does at the D-line position. So – those are the main things, those three positions. And then everything else is, I guess, position battles, and we'll just see when the season has come. Before we
1: move to the next uh, phase, I want to ask this question with you, Jeremiah, because you named all the running backs, except for one, the forgotten guy, the guy who couldn't get on the field last year, and, and, and that's the guy's name is Kareem Walker. Do you think he's going to factor any into the running back rotation? He's still on the team? Yeah, he's still there. I, I wouldn't know. say his name last year because he just we didn't do what he had to do. But it's, it's his last year of eligibility. You know he's not going to start, but, you know, we got them young pups.
2: I mean, I don't know if it's really – that's kind of one of those things you bring a guy in on scholarship and you can't just kick him off teams. I mean, it's kind of – yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's really – I don't know why it's like
0: – Wait, why did he not play last year? Because he trash or what? No, no it was, no, it man, was, he, it was, was an, an academic eligible, situation. Academic, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and out of Michigan, so
1: you know what I'm saying, stuff. then get up, played a little bit his true freshman season, went to Juco, didn't light it up in Juco. You know, Moorhead brought him in, and he just couldn't get on the field to help out last year. Now he's in his last year of eligibility. I I, I want to see what he can do. I mean, we know what we have in Colin Hill, but do if we? Kareem Walker can we? regain we this. Yeah, we know what we got. <laughs> but if Kareem Walker can regain his former five star form, he could potentially I don't know
2: if it's really a talking point, to be with you, because it's kind okay, of a, well, it's oh, a kind okay. of a fit. Uh,
0: Okay, so no cap. Let me tell y'all two things that I'm thinking about. All right. Number one, is Callum Hill gonna be good for more than being on Sports Center for jumping over some guy in a game against Yeah. Oh, I forgot we playing an all SEC schedule. So there's no universal Louisiana Lafayette for him to, we got to jump Vanderbilt. over something. Vandy. Yeah, okay, yeah, the, the Vandy game. But by that point, you know, uh, we go beating already acting like we got hit by a freight train from the season that we got. You know he always gets shut out in SEC games. He goes start making cryptic tweaks after the LSU game when he get done running. Oh, this system don't yards. fit my talents. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know and what? You know what? He already think that he – Mega Evers and Mike uh, and MLK, like they talk about Jesus, you know, wrapped up in flesh, came back to the earth. Um, I mean, whatever. I just. Y'all know, know I'm a Kyle and fan. I, I want know can he, you talk bad I want to know. I want to know can he. I want to know can he do something against teams that ain't Kentucky? And he's basically the football version of Victoria Vivian's. Like, you know, against, <laughs> against you know, one A East and all those teams like that, he can go off for 200 yards. But after Bama, you know, he going to be on the sideline looking crazy, making cryptic tweets, talking about he transferring. But it's his senior season, so he can't transfer. He go opt out of some crap like that. I, 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 whatever.
1: Number you know two. what? This is going to be a totally different offense, so he's not going to take the pounding that he took last year. Uh, we know but like – Sorry for the yelling. As far as, as, as far as we're not going to be running the ball like we ran last year. And, Jeremiah, you made a point earlier. Leech like to use more than one running back. So, Colin Hill is going to be, huh. you know, used in the passing game a lot this year. So okay. Pounding. I'm what? trying to
2: figure this out. Like, when did he take this immense pounding? I'm, that's that's
1: the part I'm trying to figure out. The man led almost led the league in Russia, so he did something.
0: No, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, once again, sure. he got all those yards. In the game against ULL and UAB or whoever we played, it don't matter. Uh, okay. I'm going to let y'all head on Collin Hill. We so, ain't no Colin Hill. We stating facts. That's a difference. So hey. the second question that I have is, y- y'all know I have no faith in Mike Leach as our coach, right? Like, I, I never have liked to hire. I felt as though we should have went for Steve Sarkeesian and just crossed our fingers that he's not an alcoholic anymore. Um, Mike Mike Leach is one of those people. Like he's good for like it was a splash hire because of the name, but it's like I, I don't know. Like I, I don't like it. Like I don't like it. I'm um, I'm gonna
2: defend Leach here, and that's just not because he came on the show. Like I think he was the right type of coach that we need needed. I don't think he's a legendary coach or anything like that. But you got to think of all the coaches we've gotten really in the last thirty years. Jack Shearer was a retread. Even though he was a better, you know, come from the Alabama tree and all that type of stuff, he's a retread. Even though he had did well at Pittsburgh, uh, Kroon was unproven, Mullen was unproven and an up and comer, Moorhead was unproven and an up and comer. I mean, we really, for the most part, what we've gone two for two on coaches, uh, you know, Chrome didn't work out, Moorhead obviously didn't work out, but I think Leach is a little bit different mode of a since He at least has proven that he can do something, he at least knows he. We know he can coach okay. the offensive side. So
0: Hold here's on. the thing. He has proven that he can do something. But the thing is that he's one of those guys with a reputation of, well, yeah, he beat Texas that one year. And, you know, but I mean, like, did they really do anything, do anything? Here's they, here's my pushback. Wait, go oh, ahead. whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. This is my theory. We have either just got done hiring Marty Schadenheimer as a retreat or Andy Reid. As a retread, but Marty Schottenheimer—he's a guy he can come in, he can build up a team, but he can't win the big one. On the other hand, you got Andy Reid who can never win the big one, but he—you know—you know—they just got done winning with the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's, here's, I don't my know.
2: here's my pushback to that, and I think it is a difference. And Leach even said, "I watched it. This is the first actual interview of a coach that I've ever watched the whole thing. I normally don't even watch those things, but he, t- he I hope gives you me didn't
0: watch. Our, I hope you didn't watch our interview with him. That second one was a little painful to get through. No, I ain't talking about
2: our interview. I'm talking about, like, good Lord, I wouldn't watch that second interview. But somebody somebody
0: asked this Negro about Geronimo or whatever. I don't know. Somebody did that? Seriously? Hmm.
2: Did they possibly do it when we was asking, like, a serious question about tweets or something? I don't know. But, uh, But anyway, I watched the interview you know, after the first practice at the camp started, and I liked the answer he was giving. It was like a different vibe. He gave authentic answers. And I think he's the kind of coach that we need right now. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go out and light the world on fire, we're going to win the national championship. But I think we kind of need a coach that kind of has a presence. I ain't saying, like, he got Nick Saban presence. Don't get it twisted. But I think we kind of need that. Mullen was kind of, what, like I said, an unproven. Moorhead was unproven. We know what we got with him. I ain't saying it's the best. I am saying we know what we got. It's a little bit easier. He's not a traditional retread like a like a Moorhead because he you know, was at Washington State he was doing well. Texas Tech technically got fired, but he got fired off of some blue hockey. So it's not like he got fired because of performance, and he actually was just had done well. I, I, I'm willing to take a chance on it. He's a little older, so I'm not like thinking he's going to be our coach for the next 10 years, maybe not even the next five. I would say maybe you have him as your coach for the next five years and maybe groom a certain former Mississippi State linebacker as your next head coach. Just saying.
1: Well, I rather agree with Jeremiah, but I'm going to defend leach as well. Um, Mike leach is a was a sitting power five head coach with a long track record of winning. No, he didn't win a lot of conference championships, you know what I'm saying, but he has a proven record of winning, and he's bringing an offense to Starkville that we have never had, so it brings excitement. We've never had a passing offense potential of a passing offense like he brings so let's just sit back and enjoy the ride see how it works out um i you know i wanted us to hire leach before we hire moorhead so i guess you could say i got my wish the second time around simply because i have followed mike leach's career since he was at kentucky and i think this is going to be a good thing for mississippi state don't know how like often said he is an older coach he may 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 keep him five years. He May not stay ten years. He may be ready to retire in five years. We don't know. I guess we'll see when um, we get to that point. I guess, but I think the offense that he's going to bring to Starkville is going to is enough for us to be excited um, mm-hmm. for his for this hire. We already know about the tweet people being upset with that. Um, the things he did in the past at Texas Tech and watching the state. We've never had a head coach like him before, so I think it's going to. be – I mean, with every head coach, you get good and bad. I think we're gonna have more good than bad with Coach Leach. Just gotta wait and see. Can't predict the future. If I can predict the future, I have the six winning powerball numbers in my hand. I'd be gone.
0: Okay, um, I just wanted to point out randomly that old Charlie's food is nasty. That's based on nothing. All
2: right, even you know, worse than Golden Corral's in Jackson.
0: Man. Fudge you for even suggesting that we go there. that? Okay, <laughs> this is an aside. <laughs> Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah, Ricardo talking about he locked up. Of course, numb nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on track, bro. Where we at? And wait, no, no, no. Jeremiah came right right when this coronavirus stuff started, and. We sitting around and stuff like that. We like he like we're like, yeah, man, let's go eat. I like, yeah, man, let's go to uh, what the name place is to Green Ghost Tacos. He like, no, nah, man, blah 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 blah. He like, man, y'all got a golden corral around here. We're like, golden corral. <laughs> I call, I call my boy Fred up. Y'all hear us talk about Fred all the time. We need to get him on the show one day. But I like, uh, I like Fred. You know, you want to go eat with us or whatever. You're like, what well, Jeremiah say? You want to go out? Like you say you want to go to go to Golden Corral? You're like Golden Corral, I like. This. We get there, it's like eighteen dollars a person. The food <laughs> is nasty, and um, <laughs> the food is nasty. And then like I got off the phone. Well, I got done with them. I talked to my ex girlfriend. I like man, the dude Ty he wanna to go to golden corral. she like golden corral. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it was that bad. I'm sorry. I'll take the L on that one. That was my fault. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Ricardo say, can I get in A word white? Uh what y'all think?
1: Man, that's your nope. call, bro. He
0: late. Man, that man ain't gonna contribute nothing, man. He can get in these. I, I mean, mean he, he said he said he was gonna be on time and he wasn't on time. Yeah, it's no for me. We got to kick him out of the group like it, like they, you think you can do this to me? Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's go on, on to the next topic for realsies. All right, something about position battles. My thing <laughs> is that I really believe that me and Derek could go out there as receivers for Mississippi State. <laughs> <you could laughs> I don't know
2: I'm about just, all that.
0: Man, them made a highlight video of the two catches that our receivers actually made clean last year. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Right. I don't allow
1: weight, but I ain't, I ain't ready to run no routes, bro. I
0: follow my feet, bro.
1: Real talk. I mean,
0: matter of fact, let's go to resident former wide receiver Jeremiah Short. So what are position battles that you looking at?
2: <laughs> I ain't never said that before. I'm putting the Ricardo stuff. Uh, I think the only one I kind of earmarked is probably really the number two QB. I mean, I think it's established that KJ is probably going to be our one unless something crazy happens. But I'm being very curious. I think Maiden isn't practicing right now. I didn't practice yesterday. I don't know what was up with that. He didn't rep. So I don't know if it's a punishment or what's going on with that. I personally think, in my opinion, I think he's our two. But it seems like Leech isn't – we don't know who the two is going to be. So I'm intrigued by that because if KJ goes down, that guy's our starter. So I, I'm keeping an eye on Will Rogers, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not saying he's ahead of Schrader, but you know my personal feelings on Schrader as a quarterback. Will Rogers, he looks good. And I know when we had Nelson Adams on the show, he said he he might have it. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see who's going to be our number two come opening day. Is it going to be Will Rogers? Is it going to be Schrader? Is it going to be Mayden? I don't think I don't think that's been decided yet.
0: Hey, shout out to that boy Nelson Adams. He got that job at Jacksonville State and also to Viz Calhoun. I think he's on the staff at uh, Brandon High School. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if you replaced Nelson or not, but whatever. It doesn't matter. We, You know, bulldog, bulldog connection. It is what it is. You figure the old me. All right, so, there, what's some position battles that you looking at?
1: Well, the first position battle is going to be on defense. The cornerback opposite Martin Emerson, because we know such and such was going to be moved to safety. So that opened up a spot there. Uh, Tyler Williams is not practicing. Uh, don't know if he's going to stay on the team, but we did sign four-star our cornerback Emmanuel Forbes out of Grenada High, uh, and he has been better than advertised. But you do have uh, Jalen Reed, Corey Charles, Malik Sanders, a transfer uh, from Northwest Mississippi Community College from your hometown of Greenville, Arthur. Do you know Malik Sanders, Arthur? I don't even know I wouldn't say is, Joe. yeah. Okay, and you also have a lot of young freshmen. Uh, Cam Three also going to be battling for playing time, and Asias Furge uh, out of Clarkston, Mississippi, going to be battling for playing time. That, 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 batter, that just sounds
2: scary. I don't that that I'm I'm like me at all.
1: <laughs> the other, the other position battle I want to look at is linebacker. I mean, we know we have Era Thompson in the middle, uh, but we have a lot of unproven talent at weak side and strong side linebacker. We have two junior college transfers battling for that strong side linebacker position. Aaron Boulet looking to step in at the weak side. And the last position battle is going to be back up defensive end. DeMonte Russell is not going to play this year recovering from, from that from accident. That um, you know, I want to see who's going to step up back there. Um, at, back, at the backup defensive end. So uh, maybe my Callaway uh, alum, Aaron, will be to step into that backup role behind Marquis Spencer and finally get on the field for the Bulldogs. Sure, Aaron Oden. You know what? I'm going to be honest
0: with you. <laughs> Listening to y'all talk about all these dudes reminds me of that ludicrous song, Who Let These H-Words in My Room. I don't know who any of these dudes are. Like, where did they come from? Like, did the whole team leave or something like that? Like, what's going on? But you know, okay. what else? You know, it I is what it
2: is. I don't know. Listen, to them cornerbacks. I saw it was like uh, I, Martin Emerson, sure, but the rest of them kind of like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're freshmen, man. Forbes is a four star, three is a three is a three star. first, and Jaden
1: Reed, they've been bench warmers the past couple of years. So I mean, it's time for the bull for them to step up, man. You got to play. You know, you got to do. I ain't like, one
2: of those positions, though. Dudes don't just step up at corner. You got to play. You got to play. So I, I just, I ain't, I ain't.
0: Also, yeah. while we at it. Never say the word or never say Clarksdale on this podcast ever again. Why not? Because several reasons. Mostly because of the fact that Greenville High has not beat Clarksdale (laughs) since like 2005 or something like that. I I think Mario is going to have something to to say about that if we ever get him on here. I have talked about this a million times on this show. Greenville High cannot beat Clarksdale for anything. I have no idea why. It doesn't matter if Clarksdale is good. It don't matter if they are bad. If Clarksdale lost every game in a season, they would always have one victory, and it'll be against Greenville High. I don't know why we cannot beat these dudes. And even when we was good and going to the playoffs and beating South Panola, we could not beat Clarksdale. I'm like, how you have a whole defensive line full of, D1, the whole defense line go D1, can't be Clarksdale. Like I <laughs> I am puzzled. Anyway, so I'm <laughs> pretty
1: sure Elton Jenkins and Mario O'Hagan going to have some say about that.
0: Who is Elton Jenkins? Man plays for the Packers, man, from Clarksdale. Oh, I didn't know that. When I think about Clarksdale, I think about Dapu and um because he was the quarterback, he was playing quarterback my freshman year when we went up there. That was an interesting game. And uh, who else in Clarksdale i go say? Charles Mitchell. If my friend Megan Robinson is listening, never mind. Jeremiah smiled. I know. <laughs> ah! Okay. Anyway, so um, will K.J. Costello be the real deal? I don't know why when I think of K.J. Costello, I think about Elvis Costello, but whatever. All right, so Jeremiah, is KJ gonna be the real deal? The answer is yes, but going on anyway.
2: Yeah, I think he will. I think I think the question all of us have is, is "Our receiver is gonna be any good?" Um, so I mean, he may go. I think it might be the reverse of last year. I think, and, and you know, my personal feeling, I thought that that Thomas Stephen was a lot better than people gave him credit for it last year. But at the same time, I think KJ Costello. Uh, I think he will be. the – Real deal. I think he will be a guy to go out there and light it up. I mean, we're going to be in the SC, uh, all SEC skills. And I know Mike Leach even said it, that this is going to be the most. Matter of fact, I'm going to hold that company. Uh I, I do think KJ is going to put up pretty good numbers in a system where we just throw that thing around a little bit. I think really how well he does is going to be contingent on how well our receivers produce, much they produce this year. With the system we have, I think they have some advantages. And it will kind of – Cover up the fact that someone may be a bit deficient, or maybe they just step up with the fact of being excited to be in a new offense. Maybe man, why I had a point. Maybe it has something to do with the fact they ain't know what to do the last couple of years. So we'll see. And I do think we have a little bit of an upgrade in talent. So we'll see.
0: Okay, I'm looking at the score of this Boston Celtics Philadelphia seventy ers game. I oh, like did the Boston Celtics go Super Saiyan or something like that? They was down by like twenty points last. I saw Now they up by down near thirty. All right, um. Same question to you, Derek. Um, what do you think about K.J. Costello? Is he going to be the real deal or what?
1: I think he's going to do very well for the maroon and white. And, again, I have to agree with Jeremiah. It's going to depend on how well our receivers step up because we know what K.J. Costello can do when he's in an offense, when he's comfortable. Look at his sophomore season. Yeah, he got nicked up last year, but still, he's rated as a first-round talent. He's ready as a first-round talent for a reason. He can throw the football. He is an NFL-caliber quarterback. Have we ever had that transfer to Mississippi State? Never have we had that transfer to Mississippi State. You know what I'm saying? We're not known for putting quarterbacks in the NFL. Right now we got one and a QB tight end uh, retweet. So if KJ Costello is able to have a good season this year, we will now have two quarterbacks. With the tag name Mississippi State on their profiles for the NFL teams, even though Costello is more so known for what he did at Stanford, if he goes to the NFL, it's going to say Costello. What the heck is that? I and
2: mean, it I was playing some stuff. I was looking up some ESPN.
1: Sorry. This guy. So yeah, I think KJ Costello is going to be big for us this year.
0: Okay, so I was just thinking to myself back to, um, I don't think I have any college eligibility left, uh, but. If you have ever seen me at Lambert's Cafe catching them throw rolls, hey, look, I got soft. <laughs> I got soft. Oh, Lambert's
2: where like is that, yo?
0: I gotta tell you, they throw. I tell them to. I tell them to throw it high, to lob it up to me, and I high point that son of a gun. I'm just seeing. <laughs> What's the closest Lambert's to you O.BJ it? You do you OBJ Oh yeah. to- Oh bad boy, baby, you got to know. The closest one is down there in Foley, Alabama. I think that's the one you went to, Jeremiah.
2: Yeah, that was where it was at. Yeah, you know so they I only said, have like so many of them because they have to be run by a family member or
0: something. Yeah, I gotta, you know, I just have point that son of a gun and snatch it down. You know what I'm saying? So all I have to do, is, like on the waterboard, visualize the football as a roll. And what I'll kind of trying, what kind of yak you gonna get off when you catch the ball? Oh, um, you know I, you know I'm a big dude, so I can, you know I can, you know when dudes try and tackle me, I can bounce a couple of them off. So I'm probably good for about five yards after the catch, you feel me? Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to lower that shoulder on them. You feel me? <laughs> I got I got some leg strength, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I believe that they utilized me wrong when I was on the team, you know what I'm saying? I should I feel as though I should have been playing running back, but they felt as though I should have been. You played football in high school, Arthur? Man, for like uh, a two for like some weeks, yeah. Then the sales saga started, man, was, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, was the, it was the freezer saga, dynamic saga, okay. I mean, but the team didn't win no games, dog. They tried to put me in in the game against Clarksdale, and I was like, man, I ain't even come here for all of that. Like, uh uh-uh. uh, No,
2: nope. nope. I can, I can, why, how, and for those that are uninitiated, we're talking about Dragon Ball Z those that
0: aren't Nah, nerds. man. I, nah, man. I, I'm like, man, ease me into the game. Put me into one of the JV games against Yazoo City or somebody like that. Do not put me out here against Clarksdale. Now, this is – now, mind you, this is when Clarksdale was Clarksdale, okay? You know, this is – it ain't like Clarksdale. Now, I'm tired, you know, five-star dudes, old Miss and Mississippi State teams to built off of Clarksdale dudes. Like, nah, I, you know – it's this dude on our team, he got hit. It sounded like a gunshot. This dude woke up <laughs> out of his coma and asked where he was. And then they tired, do you want to go into the game? Um, no. no and, uh, got
2: put, nobody
0: got put in no coma. <laughs> but I wait, so I swear to God, hey. this man was in a coma. I, I, like the dude, the dude got hit, it sounded like a gunshot went off. We were like, Bow! And then everybody turned around like and dude was on. Dude was like laid out like this on the on the field. I don't mean to
2: laugh, but hey, look at look like a, on the old Madden.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I swear to God, the dude, the dude was laid out. The year was the year was 1989, Okay, it was 1989. The dude named Byron Carr. His mama ran out there on the field, and then uh he finally came to. He came to the sideline. He was like, "Man, where I'm at?" We were like, "You're in Clarksdale, dog." He we was like, "What well, I'm doing in Clarksdale? We was like, "You in a football game? You got knocked to freak out, man." Hey, since you talking about
1: hard here's man, my freshman year, we was playing against Clinton. Clint had a quarterback by the name of Henry Whitehead, and our middle linebacker was named Jason Marshall. Played defensive line at Jackson State, and it was rain, kind of rain and thunder and lightning that that night. And when Jason ran across the field and hit Henry White, I thought he knocked that man in two. And when he hit him, it's like, I swear, thunder roll. And that man was just like – and we lost the game. But, man, him and Whitehead got his butt
0: towed up. So, hardest hit I ever seen. I'm about to ask you, did you play against Ted DiBiase Jr.? Yeah. Uh, was he
1: playing
0: for Clinton 98? Yeah, he was a quarterback. Yeah, uh, because you know Fred said he played against Ted Ebiassi Jr. He might
1: have, I mean I was I didn't play in the game. I was you know, on the team, but I didn't play that game. Man, I ain't know how so many good wrestlers actually came D- from Mississippi. Dante Walker ran all over us, I swear. You know, that year, my senior year. So Dante Walker, wow.
0: Well, you I know, mean, Fred was talking about they played against the Brandon team with uh what the dude named hey, with Snowwoods and Jared Snowwood and all the rest of them dudes. Hmm. So I'm pretty Jeff sure. We had
2: Jerry Newwood, Birch, and all the boys.
0: Yeah, man. man. That was a
2: squad.
0: Like I say, man, we played against uh, Clarksdale that year. who, um, man, I swear, like, it was like we were have. They had a hell of a game plan. It'll be two dudes getting ready to sack him, and I don't know what he did. here, just like, and next thing yeah, you know, he's running for a touchdown. I he never saw athlete, anything like man. I'd never seen anything like it, like. I remember of all the games I hadn't seen, people who stood out because like when you see D1 talent, you know uh he was definitely D1 talent. I saw Malik Deer in person, and when oh I saw him, I knew he was D1, and that' That's one
1: all Mustang that could shut me up.:
0: That <laughs> one it was that one dude I can't think of his name right now, but he played at Wingfield and
1: uh, uh Thomas.
0: Oh, my Last God. Man that Thomas, he that had Memphis so, right now. That dude was so good. Like, I, I'm going I'm to put it this way. He is the best player who I have physically seen at a high school game in my life, point blank, bar none. This dude, <laughs> they gave him a bot snap. He, like, picked it up, dusted it off, ran around 20 yards With The next thing you know, he was going into the end zone. Mind you, that Forest Hill had a good team that year. Right. It was crazy. Anyway, we got off track talking about high school football. Boy, this is, how is our podcast go So, this is how they normal, uh, you know? People normally bad. do that. That's okay. Oh, yeah, bad boy, baby. All right. So, schedule got released. All right. LSU is the first game. Are we going to expose their secondary? That's My bad. answer maybe. maybe we should get into the story of the origins of that. Country. Okay. All right. So, we go expose their secondary. Now, when me and Jeremiah first got to Mississippi State, this was in two thousand three.
2: Coming off two losing seasons,
0: <laughs> right? Mind <laughs> you, this is the year that LSU won a national championship. Okay. Did they?
2: That was oh, yeah, they won. They won that championship.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they won. They beat Oklahoma in the national championship game.
1: Just to it, baby.
0: Okay. So, Jeremiah is a super duper Mississippi State homer and he said that we go beat LSU At the time. Yeah, he said we go beat LSU because we are going to expose their secondary. All right, so let me <laughs> let me tell y'all what the what the final score that game was 2003 MSU versus LSU. Okay. They go to box score. Okay, so uh final score uh LSU forty-one, Mississippi State six, and <laughs> yeah, six points. Both, yeah, we we scored a touchdown. It was Kevin. Well, he might have been right. Kevin Fent pass right side, complete to Justin Jenkins for fifteen yard touchdown. That was in garbage time. We was already down thirty-four, nothing. But whatever. So let's take a look at the box score. Oh, the, the box scoring that ain't that bad of a flip, ain't that bad of a beat. No teams that's, Lord. Okay, wait a second. You know how long ago that was. I ain't gonna have that. You had to, you had to, you had to really find that. Hey, no Nick. I'm about to find that on Nation. All right, so Wikipedia. I Sportsbook. see it on
2: ESPN.com.
0: Okay, so I. Right. I see a box score. Mississippi State with twenty-one for thirty-nine with 208 passing yards and one touchdown, two interceptions. We had three fumbles, two of them was lost, and two interceptions. So, yeah, Uh, no secondaries were exposed. Ray-Ray Bivens, Lord, was the – no, Justin Jenkins was the leading receiver with 61 yards. McKinley Scott, whoever that is, had 40 yards. And Ray-Ray Bivens. Had 53. Lord, I mean, Omar, Omar caught a pass. 19 yards. Just saying. So, yeah, there were no, no secondaries were exposed in that game. So, are we excited about it? I'm going to start with our resident LSU expert, you know, who is in Tigerland, Mr. Derrick Thomas. What you think will happen?
1: Well, we're not going to expose Derrick Stingley Jr., I mean, if this kid could have went pro this year, he'd have been a first-round draft pick. So I don't think we're going to expose him. If it's going to be anybody to expose, it's going to be whoever's playing corner across from him because LSU cornerback, senior cornerback, Kerry Vincent opted out of the season. Uh, Mississippi native Cordero Flock is looking to step into the starting role. So if we're going to expose somebody, it might be him. Um, they also have Jacoby Stevens back. He could have went pro. Um, Todd Harris is back from injury. I mean, if, if we're going to expose somebody, it's going to be the other quarterback. I mean, we are going to be running five wide, four wides. So, for us to succeed in this game, somebody's going to have to get exposed. LSU also has five-star true freshman cornerback, Ricks. Um, Maybe he can make some freshman mistakes. Hey, I guess we'll find out. But don't throw at Derek Stingley Jr. Because uh, – Nah, don't go at him. But anybody else, attack, you know. Attack as best you can because LSU uh, defense, you know, is changing to a 4-3. Um, You know, they did lose a lot off of that defense. They did recruit well. But a lot of those young men are unproven. So we'll see what will happen uh when we play LSU, hopefully. Um I can go to that game. I have requested mutual credentials. But, of course, when we be in small market, I may just get kicked to the curb because I'm not big market. And all those guys, since it's going to be less games to cover, all the big news guys may want to come down for that game. But hopefully, have my fingers crossed that I can get into that game and cover the Bulldogs.
0: All righty. So, Jeremiah, same thing. What do you think will happen in that game? Are we going well, to expose their secondary?
2: Well, no, I don't think they're going to, we We're gonna expose this. I think we're angry. <laughs> no, I don't think that's gonna happen. Jeez. Um, but what I will say is that I do like that we play LSU the first game of the season. I think they're the perfect power team in the SEC to play in the first game because they lost so much. They lost many first rounders. Most of their offense got drafted. Yes, they can reload. But LSU isn't the LSU of 10 years ago where they could just reload like that. So I think they're the perfect team to play the first game of the season because it is in a sense not like we're throwing at a particular secondary member. Mike Leach does a variety of routes, variety of plays when he gets in the air raid. I do think it's the perfect first game. Yes, it's going to be rough for us. Let me get back in my regular voice. It's going to be uh, great for us. Um, you know, it's going to be rough. It's not great for us, but rough for us in the first game because we still – our players going to have to get used to it. And then it's just a mentality shift, really for our fan base, seeing us throw, the round, throw around the ball that much. We're going to be tempted to be like, hey, uh, why don't you just hand the ball off to Colin? <laughs> so, no, maybe we don't do that. But still, because um, be all shoot real team. So, <laughs> but, no, I think it's the perfect first team to play as far as if you're going to play one of the big wigs or big teams, I think they're the perfect team because they're losing so much. They're going to be trying to figure some things out. They've got a lot of unproven guys out there. They're going to still be trying to figure stuff out the first game of the season. They haven't had tape on us. Not only by the time we would have played LSU, we would have played three or four games, possibly maybe more, and they would have had a little more tape. But this game they want. We have a first-round quarterback. It's kind of an upset-alert type of game. I ain't saying we will. I just think it's a the type of game where we can start off strong.
1: So Arthur normally does the impersonation. She does the Rock and Hulk Hogan. Man, who would you impersonate? You just made something up? I do that
2: all the time. It's not really a particular person. Okay. I do a art dealer sometimes, sometimes I'm British sometimes I'm I do it all the time. Okay. Right, I
1: like <laughs> that. That
0: was cool. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. It hit different. It don't it ain't the same when you do it. Me and you ain't got. Well, I didn't to say- go to hook- I didn't do the Hulk Hogan voice. I me, mean, me and you, ain't, me and you ain't got the same swag. So you know that's true. That is what it is. My swag different from yours, homie. Exactly. You got that midtown swag. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. All right. So, what other games is we excited about? It's all of. You know what? Ain't nobody got time for that. Make it quick. Make it snappy, Jeremiah. What else you? What else you happy about?
2: Uh, I mean, we're going to kind of get a little bit into it, but I'm kind of excited about the overall SC skills. And I got kind of posted poster on Facebook the other day. I'm kind of an SC elitist to begin with. So, not having to deal with any of those rinky-dink games and having to worry about us playing LaTeX or Jackson State or Alcorn State, I'm good. Seeing Did this guy
0: SC just games. say Alcorn State? Alcorn, bro, dude. What's wrong with you?
2: Okay. I don't, I don't keep up with the pronunciation of HBCUs. But okay. Um,
0: You're from Mississippi.
2: You should know. Right. Um. So, hey, people make mistakes. Um, but just the all SEC schedule, of course, man, having to play Alabama, Georgia, and LSU in one season, to in Auburn in there too. Yeah, I mean, but in a sense, as an SEC fan, how can you not be excited? You get to watch all SEC every week. You ain't never got to worry about us playing nobody else. You got to worry about Big Ten and pac 12. We're going to get to that. But I mean, I'm excited about that. You know, just seeing if we come out 7 3, 8 2 in a season like this. I mean, it can catapult us going into the next season. I just, I mean, assuming that we ain't got to deal with too much of COVID the next year and we start on time. So I'm just excited about the season in general, just having an opportunity to watch all SC football. All
0: right. So, uh, Derek, uh, you didn't already said what you had to say, didn't it? No, yes, maybe. No, no, I haven't. But I wish they would have given us Florida instead of Georgia,
1: simply for the Dan Mullen impact. I mean, I, I mean, I know Bulldog versus Bulldogs, but I think putting us up against Florida—I <laughs> think putting us up against Florida uh, would have been a better matchup. And I'm glad that we're gonna play Vandy. That's going to be a win, and yeah, we're gonna beat the hell out of
0: Vandy. You just beat them. I mean, maybe, hopefully. All right, so Ole Miss isn't last. This does not sit right with me. But at least it is the week of Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Derek, how you feel about Ellie, about Ole Miss not being last? Um, I mean, tradition—they
1: have been uh, our last opponent of the season. I really wish they would have finagled to have Ole Miss be our last game of the season. I think with the flexibility of the schedule, uh, they could have done that to keep that tradition alive. But as long as we whoop those Rebels and keep the Egg Bowl in Starkville, Egg Bowl Trophy in Starkville, I'm all right because this is not a normal season. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that we're going to have a season, hopefully still. So I'm not too disappointed that we're not playing Ole Miss last. But from a tradition standpoint, uh, you know, I wish they could have made it happen if they really wanted it to happen.
0: All right. So, uh, Jeremiah, same thing with you. How do you feel about Ole Miss not being the last game of the season? Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta stand up for a couple of seconds. So yeah, Jeremiah, knock yourself out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think it's gonna make things feel a little anticlimactic with them being not being the last game of the season. Of course, this is not a traditional years, unprecedented times that we're dealing with. I mean, that's been overstated, but it is. So we can't really trip too much about that. But I think it's good that it's still being on Thanksgiving. The fact they kept it on that time, that's good. what good. But at the same time, you know, you would have liked it been the last game. I just would kind of hate for us to – normally old mess is like that last regular season game. We gear ourselves up for the whole year, even though props shouldn't. They really aren't that good. But we do because we know the rivalry being for Mississippi and how seriously people take it. So, you know, normally we gear ourselves up the whole, whole year to play Ole Miss and that ended – whether we smashed them or however it goes, if it's kind of one of those seasons where we'll kind of have to beat them to go to a bowl game um, or if we're just hoping just to go and just beat them by 30 points, we hope to do that. So, I think the first year of Leach, of course, you would want that to happen. That's a great way to end the season. Because, honestly, as, I, as the coach of Mississippi State, you're ultimately judged off the Ole Miss game many seasons. The rivalry game, your biggest rival, then, you know, going to bowls and all that good stuff. So, but at the same time, it may end up being good for us to maybe have another team last, and not Ole Miss be the singular solar focus for us. Um, so that's a good thing, I think. So it's intriguing to see also. It would have been good for that last week to have Elaine Kiffin against Mike Leach. I think they're going to be uh, gonna bring a lot of entertainment to the SEC. So it's going to be interesting to see how they are in that last week of the – I wanna say school year – the last week of the season, uh, the week before the last game, you know, with uh, – Leach and, ah, uh, Leach and, you know, whatever the guy's name. <laughs> Leech and Kiffin. <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
0: You know what? Um, so I'm looking at the next topic already, and I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't hearing none Jeremiah said because I had to stand up. Um, player opt-outs, smart move by them. Now, let me be honest with you. I want to thank all the players who are going to play for their sacrifices. I feel about them the way that I feel that um, Republicans felt about the troops after the 9-11. Thank you for your service and for your sacrifices. Freedom isn't free, okay? They make an ultimate sacrifice for us because Lord knows I wanna care, I wanna watch college football and I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, um, I really don't care. Um, About, you know, like, I mean, all those NBA players got COVID 19 and they turned out fine. You know, ain't none of the baseball, three million baseball players who got it died. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I I know it sounds horrible, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want them to die or anything like that, but you know. I don't want them to cancel the football season all some hypothetical stuff either. And I don't then, about it, but There's also um, a case to be made that a lot of people are saying like, you know, all the testing that they're going to do for them and stuff like that and keeping them on campus, keeping them kind of isolated is actually going to keep them safer than if they went home and did all the shenanigans and stuff like that. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, the NBA bubble, you, I, ain't, I ain't heard nobody about, about nobody. Getting yes, they against have against one of the strictest
2: bubble. protocols there is, though I don't know if we can compare what everybody else is doing.
1: Say that, that to Lou Williams. He had to go get them wings.
0: Oh, man, he got, wings. More. he got more. He got some wings, all right. <laughs> man, he got some wings and lap dance. Ooh, living Loop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know Jeremiah's going to be the soft-hearted liberal who says something about how we should have, Cancel the season, so let's go on ahead go to him.
2: Well, I don't know why. Why you asked me that? I don't think we should cancel anything. Uh, you the soft
0: hearted liberal?
2: Not no liberal. That's what I'm calling me that. On here. I don't know none. of my friends that are conservative and they don't gonna dare call me anything but an independent. But anyway, uh, no, I mean, I like I understood. Like, uh, even a friend of mine, we probably disagree when it comes to what Deion Sanders said. He made a statement about the players that opted out and realized that basically the game gonna go on without you. the game don't change. It's change is almost like the wire. <laughs> like the game don't change. The game is the game. The game's gonna go on without you. So I mean, it's sad. It's a doggy dog world. I think those conferences should establish see if they could establish better protocols. The SEC's not starting until September 26th, but they have plenty of time to establish some protocols. And a lot of campuses are still going a bit virtual. And I do think you got to put protocols in place to protect your athletes. Um, because that's not completely true. Cause I know I was just looking at a story with a guy Mo Bamba. NBA player, and he's still having some issues after he contracted COVID and recovered from it. But at the same time, I think that – I, I, I think, course, teams should play. I want to see football. Glad that SC is playing. And I think those companies should have took that more into consideration. SC, like I said, is not starting since 26. I think they should have went on and went through their preparation and had protocols. And it's, I think it's no better place for them to be right now is with the college program. Yes, I think there is some concern about a particular heart condition or something like that. But that can happen even when you're not playing. They're, at the end of the day, they're still going to be college students. The biggest risk to college athletes isn't playing football. And, yes, of course, you can get it playing football as far as, like, guys being near each other things like that. A lot of the risk coming from college campuses is people going to parties, being on campus, doing random stuff. That's where a lot of that is coming from. So I don't know if they're really any more protected not playing football. So I get where people are coming from. But I'm saying if a guy gets COVID – you see, they start developing certain type of sim- symptoms, kind of like Clemson did. Why don't you sit them out? So no, I, I don't think that they should have sat out, because um, I do. I do firmly believe that you know the game gonna go on without you, and I think a lot of those guys are gonna hurt their careers. This is a year of your development. It's a year of tape. It's a year of people to monitor and see how you're growing by the year. So now you're kind of gonna be starting on zero, not playing competitively. Now we know one thing to train is another thing. to actually go out there and get hit and do some things. So. A lot of those guys gonna go a year without actual football, so it's gonna hurt a lot of guys' draft stock. Is a lot of problems when we'll trying to play in the spring. I, I really just hate that. I know we should be thinking about COVID and all of that, but at the same time, I mean, the World still has to go on. So I I, I don't know. I just think those conferences should have considered better protocols before they decide to cancel. I think it was a little knee-jerk and a little soon. They should have thought about it before they canceled the season.
0: You know, I think that it's notice that it's the artsy liberal schools or are, the, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. All right, Derek, same thing to you. What do you um, think about player opt-outs? Well,
1: I think you take that on a player by player basis. Cause we don't know anything about these young men's health history. You know, you have people getting on TV. Oh, they're strong young men. They'll bounce back. I mean, you have, uh, players who have died having a, uh, an ailment that they didn't know about on the football field. You know, um, so when you're dealing with a respiratory issue like uh, illness like COVID, and what are you doing when you're practicing football? You're overexerting yourself um, athletically, utilizing your respiratory system. So perhaps these young men, you know, uh, have a medical history that we don't know about. Uh, I, I, like you said, I am glad that we still have football in the SEC. I do feel like the young men who are opting out. We'll miss out on the season, but better if you feel like your health is going to be impacted. You know, maybe they don't feel like football is in the future, or maybe they feel like uh, they can just prepare for the draft if if they're a junior and have plenty of tape. So there you have it. As far as the conferences, I do agree with Jeremiah. Man, you canceled the season way too early. You got uh, players from the Big Ten and their parents going to go see that uh, – commissioner, and he's like don't want to see them. So they're going up there trying to get their season back so they can play. I, I do think that they canceled, like I said, way too soon. Should have waited. You should have, you know, collectively all of the conferences should have been united because we know uh, the Power Five wants to get away from NCAA anyway. So I think they should have been united in how they handled playing football uh, in the with COVID for this season.
0: All right, bad boy, baby. So, uh, I think that we also touched on, should the SEC have done the same thing, I think we're in agreement that they shouldn't have. So, let's go to the final thought. Ten years from now, how are people going to look at this season? Derek, shoot.
1: Man, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how I win loss record goes. You know what I'm saying? If... We win big and KJ Costello blows up. Colin Hill blows up. The defense steps up with his new 335, giving us uh, you know, memories of Joe Lee Dunn's defense. I, I think we will be looked at as having one of the best seasons, uh, even though it was a shortened season, even though um we're not gonna have every conference playing in Mississippi State history. Uh if we don't do well, they're gonna be like, maybe we shouldn't have played at all. But uh, <laughs> It just depends on how the season goes uh, because, you know, COVID is going to be something that's going to go down in the history books as being – I think this is the first – well, we've had other pandemics or, uh, you know, uh, illnesses that have impacted us, but none like COVID. So um, this is almost like our bubonic plague. So uh, it's going to be down in the history books for our
0: grandchildren to talk about. Okay. Uh Jeremiah, same thing. Ten years from now, how are we gonna look back on this season? I forgot you, bro. You, Derek, might have a grandchild ten years from now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I ain't skeeted no. I mean, I hadn't had any children yet. <laughs> look at Jer. Look at Jeremiah. Look on your. Look on your face is priceless, guy. Sure. You need to make uh... that. The, you need
1: to make that the cover picture
0: for real. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna do it. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh but no, um honestly, I don't even know, man, because I, I I 'cause I think there's so many unknowns. We don't know if the season is gonna ultimately end up getting canceled because they have a bunch of outbreaks or something. I don't know. I mean, what if you know we go out there and we had a bunch of players that were positive, we get a bunch of the players from another team COVID, We don't know. Um I I think you can't firmly to say. I think it could we one of them season we definitely talk about, you know, luckily uh, maybe me and you are lucky in 10 years we have sons or daughters that we can talk about the season about, you know, that year of 2020. I think that'll probably be the main thing there. We can talk about, you know, what people did, and it's just crazy year. But at the end of the day, I mean, we just was inconvenienced that we don't have the normal routine of sports. So right now, fall camp starts, and then the season starts September 1st. College starts first, then NFL. Of course, the NBA wouldn't even be playing right now. So I mean our normal routine of sports has been disrupted. I think that's gonna be the main thing, but 10 years from now, I mean, those things probably gonna be back to normal. Um, they're having new advances when it comes to COVID, and I'm sure they'll have a vaccine if Project Supercharge or whatever they call it is gonna have that vaccine out that I'm not gonna take No, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, so don't even come in on this Then I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm just not taking, it. I'm not stupid. So uh <laughs>
0: so, honestly, what the heck is that? What? What was that? What was that? An what? echo. Y'all didn't hear that sound.
2: It was an echo.
0: That's what happens sometimes. Technology, baby. Oh, okay. So Jeremiah, speaking of which, I heard this nasty rumor floating around that you're a uh, transracial or something like that. What's that about? <laughs> oh
2: Lord. No, I had a, a interesting comment on Facebook. I told someone, um, I had the senses people visited me. I felt like. It was the federal government visit which technically it is um visiting me to get my sense and stuff it didn't take that long it was cool but I made a, a joke with a girl and I told her that I was like hey what would have happened if I had told you that I was a like on the episode of Atlanta like where the kid said that he was a 35 year old white man. I'm a 35 year old black male but I told him I was a white man she was like mm-hmm and then she told me that uh she had something like that happen the day before where she went to a house and it was a man man told her he was a female. He was a female in transition. I was, she was like, man, well, baby. Yeah, she, she has to mark female. I was like, really? So somebody could just say they're like a white man and y'all have to mark it? I'm like, See, wow, that's man. what
0: happens when you vote for the Democrats. <laughs>
2: we're, not, we're not turning this into a political podcast. We already got to know how to be in the Black Dog Sports Podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know what? We should have an episode called All Dogs Matter. That'd, that'd be please so let that go. Let what go? I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't
1: that the name of a podcast or something? No, that was not the name of a podcast. Yeah, I think I recall. Unofficial name of a podcast. That's, that, that was that's a, a joking name that
0: y'all... That was a black guy and a yeah. white guy. and
2: One that was on a show named Black Dogs Sports Podcast, but
0: then... Yeah, the name of was the All Dogs <laughs> Podcast. It was great. <laughs> I listened to it a couple times. It was interesting. I heard. I never you yeah. it. Yeah. Look at this. Now, now you looking like Jeremiah was looking. That's okay though, man. It, he is not he is not amused at all. He is not amused at all. Okay. All right. So uh you know, you, you know, I'm I'm single or whatever, you feel me. And you know what I'm saying? Sometimes gigolos get lonely too, you feel me. So um when we end the show, I forgot this ain't the end of the show. I gotta get everybody final thoughts, but I'm gonna leave y'all with you know well, I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all my number right now. It's six six two uh seven 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 ninety three eleven all right, so um, hit Mike Jones up on the local Mike Jones about to blow. you feel me? If y'all actually think that's my number, y'all know y'all um, you're absolutely correct. Type in into the Google just the seven 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 nine three eleven part. And, uh, yeah, just hit me up. So, Jeremiah, final thoughts. What you got?
2: I Man, it's cool to be back. Um, guys, just look forward to us coming back with that great content. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the show. We kind of veered off a little bit. But at the same time, That's I right think it was a fun show, and I think y'all are going to enjoy it on the re-listen. Um, this the season, Just I just want to hear what everybody else got to say about the season and leech, and what we're going to be able to do this year in this what we call an unprecedented season. Are we going to be good or are we going to screw the pooch? Yeah, um, are we
0: gonna expose LSU secondary? <laughs> hey, <laughs>
2: hey, hey, we going for yeah, if, we, hey, if we, we beat them 42 to nothing or 10 or something like that. I'm so, I'm so putting that on Facebook, I might even write a column about it. Yeah, that's not gonna happen.
0: All right, so Derek, what's your final thought today, man? I'm just like
1: I said, just glad to be back and talking to Mississippi State Sports. And my final thought is gonna be the comment section. We got two comments, one uh, from Robert Brown. I guess he was talking about when we were talking about Colin Hill. Uh, he said Chad Bumfers was the same way a no-show against ACC teams, uh, and Kenny Yo, I don't know what you're talking about, homie. Trust T-Buck's evaluations. T-Buck is a rebel now. We don't give a
0: damn about his evaluations. Bad that's boy. That's random. That's that's, but- that's that's actually true. So um, I guess that brings us to the end of this episode of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. Like I say, normally I would say praise the Lord and go dogs, but uh. Vic Schaefer don't want anything to do with this, and we don't know when the women's uh, season is starting anyway. So I'm gonna finish this off by channeling the spirit of Tupac Shakur. <laughs> um, this podcast was like California Little Part Two, without our old Jv star Nas Ricardo. K bye. <laughs>